What is up, Still Studians? Happy Wednesday, August 31st, 2022, and welcome to episode number 402 of the study session. This is the last day of August, ladies and gentlemen. We are shifting into September. It is time for football. It is time for fall. It is time for Pittsburgh Steelers. Regular season football, that's right, September 11th, 1 p.m., Cincinnati. Your Pittsburgh Steelers will take on the Cincinnati Bengals. And guess what? The 53-man roster is finally set for now. And I'm going to talk to you about all the news and happenings that have transpired over the course of the last 24 hours. Before I get into all that, just want to take a moment to say thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study for listening, reading, and sharing my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. I would love to connect with you. We could do that one of three ways. You can comment directly on the articles. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. And just an update for the upcoming weekend. It is Labor Day on Monday. I haven't taken a, a day off here in quite a minute. So I am actually headed out of town. So there's going to be, uh, there will be no study session starting on Saturday. There won't be one Sunday and Monday. There will be one later in the evening, but what's going to happen is starting on Saturday, my season preview will be released in pieces. So again, part one will be released on Saturday and then through next week leading up to the Steelers regular season opener. It will be completed. It will be a complete rundown analysis of every position of your Pittsburgh Steelers, prediction of the 17-game schedule, statistical projections, all of that. Again, that's going to hit on Saturday, so please pay attention. Be prepared for that. So, 53-man roster is finalized. Let's talk about it. Uh, the first thing that I want to acknowledge is I was adamant that Mason Rudolph would have been traded by 4 p.m. on cutdown day. I thought that there was value there. I thought that the team would move him for about a six-round pick. That didn't happen. I want to own that and put that out there. Um, you know, he still potentially could be moved, but I was thinking that the team wants to have their roster settled, set up, so they must see value in him. They must want to keep him around on the roster in the event that the Trubisky experiment doesn't work out. If Pitt if Pickett struggles, they have a third quarterback to to utilize. However, there could be a team if they offer high enough compensation. It sounds like they want a third now, which is pretty significant. If someone comes calling with a third, they could move him. But as of now, Mason Rudolph has stuck to the roster. Want to give props to Jalen Warren, undrafted rookie free agent out of Oklahoma State. He was the one guy that I projected to make the 53-man roster in my first iteration Held true to that throughout. There was just something about this guy as I watched him this offseason watch his tape after he was signed. He just always moved forward. He's got a great one cut. He's decisive. He can hit the hole. And I think he's going to provide a lot of value to this team. I think he's going to supplant Benny Snell as your number two runner. He'll be mixed. Snell's still going to be mixed in there, but this is a big win for this kid. He's hungry. He's he's modest. He's humble. And I hope that he has a phenomenal season. He kind of, and I talked about this too, Noel D. Moore during that 2008 season was just a guy that whenever he had the ball in his hands, he seemed to make a play. Maybe Warren can be that guy for this offense. But again, just a great story. Very excited for Warren that he made this roster. 
The offensive line, still lots of question marks here. They did trade for a guy, Jesse Davis, who was drafted by the Miami Dolphins, played for the Minnesota Vikings. And if you listen to Dolphins fans, Vikings fans talk about Davis, they say he is absolutely terrible. Now, he does have versatility. He can play up and down the offensive line, left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard. But how much of an upgrade is he over the general Joe Haig who was cut? I don't know. Uh, it's speculated that he is a better guard than he is a tackle. But needless to say, the Steelers traded a conditional future seventh-round draft pick for him. He's on the roster. We'll have to see how that plays out. Looks like your starting lineup is going to be Dan Moore, left tackle, Kevin Dotson, left guard, Mason Cole, center. Your right guard is James Daniels, and your right tackle is Chooks Four. They're going to ride with those five guys. There's not going to be some magic wand that's going to be waved where they bring in an elite offensive tackle or offensive guard to step in. This is what it is, and the Steelers just have to hope that there's some cohesion and gelling that occurs between now and September 11th, and they play a hell of a lot better than they did this preseason, or that could be the one factor that just limits this offense in 2022. So we will see, but if the last two games are any indication of what to expect from this group, this offense could be in trouble. But who knows? Let's hold out hope that they could pull together and perform well, but that is your starting unit. Moving on, seven wide receivers were kept on the roster, including Steven Sims and Miles Boykin, as was Calvin Austin, even though he's been injured. I don't think they're going to keep seven when they get to that opener versus Cincinnati. I'm expecting there to be some other roster moves that take place, but that just shows the depth of this wide receiver group and the performance that they had not only in training camp, but in the preseason game. So it's a good problem to have. Maybe you could see some other NFL teams calling for one of these wide receivers. Maybe the Steelers could pick up a sixth or seventh round draft pick. We don't know, but they are keeping seven. No no really outlandish moves at tight end. That was the players that we expected them to keep. They did. One thing that I didn't mention about the running back position, Anthony McFarland was cut. I thought there was a chance that that could happen, being that his play kind of tailed off after that nice game that he had in the first contest against the Seattle Seahawks. So he has been cut. Whether or not he comes back on the practice squad remains to be seen. Shifting over to the defensive side of the ball, I was surprised that Montrevious Adams made the roster, being that he was hurt and his availability wasn't great this preseason, but he is kept moving to inside backers. Buddy Johnson, the rookie, I speculated that he would be cut because he underperformed and really didn't show much development in year two. Maybe they'll try to get him on the practice squad, but that did open the door for rookie Mark Robinson, who does make the team, and there's a possibility that he gets some snaps and that snap total increases as the year goes on because he does have explosion burst. He just doesn't know the game yet, so he does make the roster. Outside backer, the Steelers made a trade yesterday with the Denver Broncos. Malik Reed joins the team. He will be their third outside linebacker. He'll be the guy that comes in to spell T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. He's a pass rush specialist. He's not great against the run, but that's what they're looking for, a guy who can come in and rush the passer. So he is now your number three. He recorded 15 sacks over the last three seasons. Excited about what this guy can do, and he wanted to be in Pittsburgh, so you know, it's a win-win for both Reed and for the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. Derek Tuska makes it as your number four. He is a special teamer. He's not going to be a guy who's going to get a ton of reps. He can spell TJ and Alex. He did it last year. 
And I think the reason why they kept him around is he has experience with the team. He has familiarity. He recorded two sacks last season. Maybe they feel there's a little bit meat left on that bone in terms of his development, so he does stick around. If we go to the cornerback position, I was surprised by the fact that James Pierre was cut in favor of – excuse me, I had a flip. I was surprised by the fact that Justin Lane was cut in favor of James Pierre. Pierre makes the roster. Pierre is the slower, less athletic version of a corner, but he does make plays when that – Field is con- condensed. He just can't cover guys on the perimeter when there's a lot of space behind him. And just go back to those Jamar Chase touchdowns that he gave up last year. Justin Lane signed, or he was claimed by the New York Giants off of waivers, so he is not returning to the Steelers. That era is over, and the depth at the cornerback position isn't great. So there's some concerns there, as there is with safety, being that Demonte Casey was hurt. He still he wasn't cut. He's going to be put on injured reserve with the opportunity to come back if he can get healthy. Miles Killebrew makes the roster. Elijah Riley was cut, but safety the same thing. There are a lot of question marks there. Specialist is what it is. They stuck around. John LeGlue made it to the practice squad. Don't have the full practice squad announced yet, but that is the breakdown of your Pittsburgh Steelers 2022 53-man roster and initial roster because we know that there are a lot of changes that can transpire in between now and that week one game. I wouldn't be surprised if there are three or four moves that are made by Tuesday of next week. So don't etch this in stone. Don't go out and buy a jersey of one of these fringe players yet because – They could get cut or get put on the practice squad. It is still too early, but at least we have some sense, some idea of what this unit looks like heading into week one versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And studying, 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 studying. Thank you for joining me for episode number 402. Remember, I'm going to be off this weekend from the study sessions. We'll be back to you on Monday, but the season preview will begin dripping on Saturday. Check that out every day. Know that I love yins, guys and gals, yins, beautiful studyings. Let's connect, comment, email, tweet. You know how to do it. Check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel. It's linked in the show notes. We recorded a new episode yesterday talking about the 53-man roster. Don't forget that the Still Study is now on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and get daily updates to your feed. And don't forget about the donut button. If you don't know what that is, you got to listen more. Anyway, studyings, remember this. On this beautiful last day of August, as we get ready for fall, Life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace, everyone. Make it a great day.